Good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and this is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. Join us if you can. We're at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. Or you can join us by phone. Call in at 356-9397-356-WDWS. Or even text us at 351-5357. All right, let's take roll call on the plant experts. John Weisgarber. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning. And Steve Brown. Here. There you go. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm glad to hear that. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm yeah. actually sitting here kind of having fun. Seeing John get excited about all these things he's putting together for some fall combos here. Oh, yes. Which we're going to talk about. Yeah. The, the designer man has been busy. Indeed. And, and you've been getting just a plethora of things to oh, design. Oh, we've got the first with. batch of mums ready to go that are out there in gorgeous, gorgeous uh, two-gallon pots. And there's some kale and cabbage and ornamental peppers and rudbeckia and all the fall and, colors. And the mums, i got to say, only $5.97. They're really nice They're for $5.97. Nice. Yeah. We'll oh, have all the correct. sizes available in another week or two uh, from $4.97, $7.97, $14.97, $25.97. Whatever they end up. Depending on how yeah. large you yeah. want it to be. So those will all unfold. Fabulous. But right now, if you just want some nice size that are probably what 15 inches across something yeah. like that really gorgeous things with a cracking color yes uh, yeah yeah we're, we're kicking off the season with it i interrupted you were talking about ornamental peppers and cabbage and yeah. no interruption i mean yeah. there, there's it, it just took one walk up the aisle and i just loaded my cart up it, yeah well, well you know I this understand. time of year this time of year your, your containers are maybe a little sad looking or maybe there's one thing you want to pull out of it to get it through mm -hmm. uh, just freshen it up so it's a good way to start and then so so what i like to do is to do that i like to maybe there's one thing i want to take out so i'll i'll pop something new in like the like the kaler cabbage or the rebecca that still has the great blooms on it and then which is what is rebecca is it a vegetable uh, black flower. <laughs> I love it. 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 <laughs> Rudbeckia is a genus, so it's a. F I don't want to say a family of plants because that's not really collect, but it's a, it's okay. a, it's a type a of grouping. A grouping. It's a type of plants, <laughs> and there's some that are more winter hardy, uh, like the Goldstrom, which we've got out there on sale for five dollars and sixty cents, or you've got these tender Rudbeckias, which is what this one is. It's autumn colors and. So it won't overwinter outside. You might be able to take it into a shed. You might get it to overwinter. But the flowers are more spectacular, arguably, on these tender rudbeckias. Just unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, and for common terms, uh, black-eyed Susan. Oh. Okay. Black-eyed Susan is a rudbeckia. And this one happens to be a brown-eyed Susan with a beautiful, deep honey gold colored uh, yes. a petal yeah. with a brown center with a brown eye with yellow stamens around the eye. I mean it's just just mm -hmm. unbelievable. I love the graduation of color. You've got the, the deep dark brown and then it's just slowly going out and then you see the uh, like a light golden brown. And you've got uh, six or seven varieties of ornamental peppers I think out there. Oh yeah just to start. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, again, where John's going with this one, he's got some of the purple tones picked up 
back in here so it looks great with this euchre that he's got and looks great with this and there's some other ones out there that are going to be just red or orange or almost some that are going to be all dark purple without a contrast and this one's going to go ahead and continue to get other colors in it so you're just getting to a little bit of coloration now so you'll have actually multi you'll have purple orange and red all on this one. Oh wow so That'd it's just a, it's a nice color and texture additive to the fall containers yeah yes it is there's and, just endless and possibilities. And and they're edible. Super hot. I, really? I probably, <laughs> I, I probably I wouldn't go I'd there. I think I'd just like to look at them. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go there. I was wondering about that. <laughs> Nobody'd mentioned how they taste. <laughs> A little hot. That's okay. The, my that's my husband the, might like that. Yeah, that's the ornamental. <sighs> oh. Okay, I promise yeah. I'll bring the some monkey face ornament. peppers into your husband next week then. Oh, really? Yeah. Monkey face pepper. Okay. Yeah. Those sounds challenging. <laughs> I, I think we'll challenge They him. might be right up his alley. Yeah, they might be up his alley. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> While we're discussing things that you've added uh, to your inventory, I've got to talk about, first of all, your Halloween items are fabulous. There's some fun things. Oh, you yeah. have some really neat things for the yard, for indoors. Uh, and I, I specifically like these metal bird cage lights. They are, uh, the it's a string of lights. And the, each one has a bird cage with a raven or crow in it, and yeah. uh, very Halloween looking. Pretty cool. Very it's pretty cool. neat. Yes, and uh, so that's that's definitely something I would want to decorate with. And then uh, um, switching over to the farm. Do you want to switch over to the farm? Okay, let's talk about. All of the John Deere items that you have. You have some really cool puzzles. There's some fun things over there. Yes. And if you, if anyone is like me, they love putting together puzzles and then gluing them and uh, putting them up on display. You have some really nice uh, pieces that kind of go together. You can group them together once you put them together, and they make really cute art. You also have dominoes, John Deere dominoes. And I'm currently holding up John Deere Tractoropoly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love Who it. Knew? It's Monopoly yeah. with tractors. And so, again. John fun, Deere tractors. Fun things for yourself or if you're, it'd be a great gift. They are. Birthday gift, Christmas gift for somebody notice, as well. Instead of the top hat and the dog and all yeah. of those little metal yeah. pieces, they have various types of farm machinery <laughs> that you move around. Well, yeah. John Deere is just a real collectible item. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. Oh, and, and who doesn't have a farmer in their life that they're looking for something to purchase uh, a nice gift for? So, yes, uh, my brother-in-law actually purchased a vintage John Deere tractor to give to my uh, great-nephew for his birth year. Wow. Which is kind of cool, actually. That is cool. <laughs> yeah. It's full size? Yeah, a real one. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. So people are really into John Deere. Yes. Yeah. 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 So this is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens, 356-939. What have you guys been busy doing this past week in your yards and gardens? Well, working. Yeah. Working? Out of town. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of the week, uh, I was watering like crazy because it's been so dry. And, yes. you know, thankfully here in we this area, we got some rain. Right. Uh, unfortunately, where I live, like 14 miles to the west in Piatt County, we didn't get very much. Oh. But, uh, so it was spotty. It was spotty. A lot, a lot of yeah. bucket carrying for you then? Yep. Okay. Yep. Wow. But good for you. you. Know, yeah. And this time of Keep year, you, hearty. you know, you're, you're, 
you're kind of maintaining uh, this time of year the hostas start to get a little dry and thirsty so so there's a little bit of maintenance you want to keep them looking good you know yellow leaves and you know the things that you don't like to do mm-hmm. but it's okay but they make good compost so there is advantages that's a great point you're right yeah. they do make great compost yeah. Uh, yeah I was asking around at work and uh, I'm a little proud of myself because I actually gave uh, I w- would I say advice or just a tip I don't know. I don't. I feel. I don't have the credentials in order to really say it's advice. But we were. Uh, I was talking to one of my coworkers, and he was saying that his mother's vincas were not doing very well, and they kept watering them and watering them. And I said, "Well, maybe that's it, because I don't think vincas like a lot of water." And I said, "Maybe we want to take it easy on the watering for a little bit." And I, I saw him just yesterday, and I said, "Hey, how are your mom's vincas doing?" It's so much better. You were right. <laughs> Way to go, Tamara! I know. That's I felt great. Like such a little pat on my back. Yay! Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Thank you. So I pick up a few things. Most here. cool. We were um, John and I were both at uh, a, a show for independent garden centers this week up in Chicago. It's called Independent Garden Center Show. And um, we're fortunate to be recognized as one of the top garden centers in the country. uh, Prairie Gardens uh, is. Yeah, yeah, by that group. And um, that show is a kind of a good kickoff for putting together some of the purchases, um, whether it's live goods or or hard goods, garden accents or anything else for that next year. And so we were pretty excited about some of the things that we... uh, did and uh, Jenna took a couple Facebook live videos uh, that you could see on our website uh, if you'd like to see them so but we they were posted on Wednesday and Thursday and one was just a quick tidbit uh, from one of our uh, evergreen conifer Japanese maple suppliers that talked about some a couple of few things for next year Um, we had uh, one seminar one demonstration from um, uh, Jessica at Proven Winners about the 2019 uh, annual of the year for next year, and it's been around for some time, but it's a, a tried and true sedum called lemon coral that's just almost indestructible and very rewarding. It's so cool. Um, uh, With a name like lemon coral, it certainly yeah. raises my eyes. So anyway, she just did a quick tidbit on that. Um, we had um, a couple of the annuals; they're going to be new for this next year, <clears throat> and uh, we had a a few of them come in uh, this week, along with the mums and. Some we're so excited about, we just kind of rat hold them for next year to use in some large combination planters. Yeah. But there's a uh, canna that we're going to have next year that's got <coughs> a combination of green and and really almost chocolate, dark purple leaves. But it, it's in splotches, and it's, it's a canna, so it's going to have so the flower cool. plus it's got this two tone leaf, and it's just really special. There's a caladium, and I got confirmation back that they're going to make sure we get it. And um, unless it was a typo. This variety is called Burning Herd, and it is, so it's a caladium. It'll take sun or shade. Uh, pretty flexible with that, so it's got that large, I don't say heart shape, but diamond-shaped leaf, if you will. And it is, I almost want to call it a salmon brick red color. I don't know what well, color. That's a pretty to, good description. To, to, to call it, but it yeah. is the most striking caladium I have ever seen. It, it, it's It'll be a got to have it yeah so we so so we said we'll take at least 500 we'll take up to a thousand of them next year in in four and a half or five inch pots so 
and I just heard back from the grower who's going to grow them for us up out in Michigan. So I think we've got that in the works already. Nice. So there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things that are happening that uh, we're kind of pumped about. Yeah. And there's a fru- frucarera. Is it, how do you, would you pronounce that one? F-U-R-C-R-E-A, I believe. So he just copped out. He spelled it instead of pronounced yes, it. Yes, he did. Yeah. For, 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 for Korea, for Korea. For, for, for Korea. Yeah. For Korea. Yeah. So it's a new item that we've not seen before that we're going to have next year. And it's another annual. It's almost a succulent. It's got a thick leaf. It's a long strap leaf type. It looks a little bit like it could be an agave, but it doesn't have sharp edges to it. And, uh, and it's variegated and, uh, uh, green and white. Uh, or a spider plant look, the green and white spider plant but in a totally different texture yeah Yeah. so it's going to get very very wide and it shoots up a flower spike and has sports off of the spike like a spider plant would kind of sort of but this is just a completely different beast and it's pretty uh, cool it's going to be fantastic in container gardens uh it could use it as a house plant or outdoors either one but it was one of the things that we came away really excited about too and it's going to be i think in the six inch cornerstone series of plants for next year so, anyway, good, lots, awesome. of, lots of fun stuff. Yep. Good, good. I'm really impressed that uh, you guys take the time and the energy, and, and I'm sure you have, I don't know, I mean, it's always money to travel, but that you guys actually go to all of these shows and really investigate and see uh, what well, there yeah, is yeah. available. And, and they have great educational seminars, you know, about the industry, so that's pretty cool. That's terrific that you yeah. guys stay on top of it like that. We spent a little bit of time... Uh, checking out a company that's from Australia that's uh, just trying to get into the state's market here. And they, they focus on um, composting, conventional composting, but also on vermicomposting, so growing worms and having that break down the kitchen scraps and stuff like that. Did so, you say vermin uh, verma, composting? Verma. Oh, okay. Verma. V-E-R-M-I. Okay. And... Um, so it was, it, was really, it was really interesting listening to them and some yeah. of the components that they have to help sell it. And, and, again, it's an alternative to regular composting where you're having the bacteria and the nitrogen and the carbon break down these food scraps that you put out there mixed in with um, soil and leafy material and then, then improving your soil with it, whereas the concept with this is you take this apparatus and dig a small hole in the yard you bury the apparatus partly in it and the apparatus has holes in the side of it and then you put your kitchen scraps your fruits and vegetables in that and you um, get some of the red wiggler type fishing worms if you will and um, if you want to get a head start so as opposed to trying to draw them in you can put them in there and then they do their job and they consume this these kitchen scraps and then go out and do their thing in the surrounding soil and come in and out come in and out and uh just kind of a fun way to do it. And yeah, yeah. So they've got it for kitchen scraps, and they actually have it for uh, animal waste, I believe. Yes. They have another one. Um, yeah. For So it, we we didn't jump in on this just because we want to find out more about it and, and learn about it ourselves, educate, and then take a look at the price points and say, hey, you know, do we think consumers would, would jump on this or not? So, you know, just some things like that that you're trying to do a little more – Research on, learn, right. and then come back and decide whether you want to bring it into the line. Right. At all yeah. for next but you year. say they're working on uh, how, how you can do it with animal waste. Well, they're not working on how they're doing it. They've got it down. They, well, they've, they've got it down. Okay. Well, what types of animals? 
Well, I think... Like farm you, animals? No, no, no. I think this would be dogs, basically. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Dogs or cats kind of thing. Yeah. Like house pets. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, because you're always... I mean, you're always picking that up in the yard. Well, hopefully people are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> good for you. But, uh, yeah, it's a good point. If you, you could just go ahead and, and, and make it do its work as well. And they've got worm farms that you can... They've got trays, and you can grow the worms in there, and then you can actually draw off of it with the moisture and have a worm tea, a worm casting tea, to help fertilize your plants with. And yeah, they're just set up kind of kind of fun stuff. It's very organic. Worm blankets that you put on top of these worm beds to help keep the light out and hold the moisture in. And uh, and we asked about the winter, and what does this girl do? Well, she brings them inside her house. Yeah. All of her worms? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah her worm trays. Or you could put them in a garage or someplace that uh, wouldn't freeze. So it doesn't freeze, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so I'm you trying to think, what do normal worms do? Because somehow they managed to come out well, of I think they'd be in a larger mass of soil. And okay. so I think, they, you know, even though the soil would be cool, they would be down below it, the freezing level. Okay, thanks, Blake. Well, let's go ahead and talk to Rhonda. Good morning. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. Is this Rhonda? Yes, good morning. Hi, good morning. For you. I have a question for you about barberry. We have uh, the red and the golden used in landscaping around our house, and the red developed some dead spots in it, so we trimmed that out. Now we kind of have gaping holes in the barberry, and we're wondering if we could just cut those back to one two feet tall this fall and then expect new growth and for them to fill out next year any thoughts on that i'd say for the most part yes um but if i was going to do it i would i would wait like you said until fall and by fall i would probably wait until we've had a hard freeze or two and the plants are really shutting down otherwise i would go ahead and do it early next spring which i wouldn't want to do is do it now or over the course of the next month and maybe stimulate a whole bunch of new growth that wouldn't harden off going into the winter. How far should I cut down on those? How tall are they now? Um, three, four feet. Ideally, maybe third to half at the most. Obviously, the more you cut them down, the more clubbier they're going to look. Yeah, that's that's kind of the rule of thumb that you would want to not take more than a third. But barberries, if if they're mature, how many years old are they? Uh, about eighteen, nineteen. Oh, okay. So they're pretty, pretty uh, established. Established, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you you probably wouldn't want to take more than like Steve said, a half, a third to a half off. So wait till we've had a hard freeze. I, I would wait till they're really shutting down. Yep. Again, the last thing you want to do is, is promote a whole bunch of growth now because you don't know how soon we're going to settle into winter, if it's going to be prolonged or not. And if it, you know, if it was going to be like last year where we had extended warmth uh, pretty late, then I wouldn't worry about pruning now. I'd probably have enough time to get lots of growth hardening off going into. But I just think if you can make yourself wait until late October, early November, or even over the winter or early next spring, you'd be better off. Okay. Thanks for good information. Well, good. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Rhonda. Yeah, it's very interesting. Once you once you start to take parts off of plants, prune, 
uh, that stimulates them to, oh, I have to regenerate myself and, and want to start growing. And then the further you get into the season, like, like now, mm-hmm. you know, she, she goes back pretty severely, like, you know, a third to a half on that plant, then, you know, this plant is going to go in, it's, it should be in, in shutting down mode going towards fall. Winter. Okay. Where all of a sudden you prune it, it's going to want to start to regenerate. And then that, that growth, that little bit of growth that'll come out and we get a hard freeze, it's just going to, it's going to just knock it back and kill it. So. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing that, that one freeze can come along and do that. Yeah. But, but just by not pruning right now, you can protect your plants from that. That's neat. Three five six nine three nine seven. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. You guys have a beautiful hydrangea out there. Which one? Uh, well, yeah, good, good question. Uh, Starlight something. Mm. Wait, hold on. I took a photo of it. Let me call it up here. It's one of the macrophyllos out the there that uh, bloom on the new wood. Let's dance, Starlight. Yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful pink. It, yes, it is, and uh, and there's a purple as well, and. Um, and what else did I see that was blooming? I think there's a limelight also. Do you have limelight? fresh. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah, those are great. Good. And, oh, your lantana are in bloom. And, and also orange and yellows and purples. Yeah, there's just a, a small, nice little group of uh, fall, fresh fall annuals. And that's those lantana are mixed in with the peppers and ornamental peppers and Oh, uh, I think there's some um, Mona Lisa out there. That's some of the blooming rose of Sharon or Althea on your phone. That, that, okay. That picture that you're showing there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, those are so Anything great, aren't they? gorgeous yeah. and in bloom. And there's some really nice uh, perennials and half-gallon pots out there on sale for $5.60. Um, some more of the Rudbeckia Goldstrom, the perennial Rudbeckia. And there's some Columbine and some tremendous Ajuga that just looks stunning. Oh, I think. yeah. Two, two varieties or three varieties of the ajuga. Um, somebody's getting some of that. There's Somebody's getting some of that. Yeah. Huh? There's some uh, Monarda. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what all is out there in that group. But um, yeah. yeah, this is a great time to, to get some perennials established for next year. Yeah, and all the perennials are 30% off. Um, doesn't matter what they are. They're all on sale at 30% off. Great selection yeah. of that. Ornamental grasses are all 40% off. Um, wow. I think everything in the tree and shrub area is on sale. There's some fresh burning bush that just came in this week, three-gallon pots. They're 30% off even though they just came in. Um, some great camisiparous mops, beautiful. Yeah, those are uh, great. Gold guys that are 20% off. Yeah, huh. lots of fun stuff. Yeah, lots of great fall color that uh, people can still invest in. I mean, do you think that uh, the the burning bushes, if they went ahead and got them in the ground, would they start? They'll burn. They'll, they'll burn. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll oh, turn yeah. gorgeous and red yeah. When, yeah. when it starts getting colder out. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're e- easy to establish, and they'll develop a, a really nice root system this fall. And, uh, again, you'll be miles ahead next year compared to if you were just to plant it next spring. Yeah. Yeah. You Good. Yeah, we have three burning bushes grouped together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, of course, we've been in the house exactly one year now. So last fall, when they started to turn, and you just saw it, at first it started at the tips at the top, and they started to turn red, and then all eventually gradiates down until, you know, from green to red, all the way through the bushes. They, they were so stunning and lasted. 
Yeah. Quite some time. Yeah. I was really impressed. Very yeah. rewarding. They are. Very. And, and really a full sun plant. So, you know, they'll do okay. I mean, I'm, I'm jealous because I, I love them myself. But I have, there's a couple in my neighborhood where we have so many trees. You know, the, the plant looks good and does okay, but you just don't get that color like you do with the sun. Oh, that's too yeah. bad. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, that's a great tip to uh, remember, yeah, to plant them in full sun. Yeah. And uh, a great example of them are if you're ever on interstate going west uh, at Muhammad exit, it's just spectacular. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. I, I'll have to check that out then. Let's go back to the phones at 356-9397 and talk to John in Champaign. Good morning, John. Uh, good morning. I have a question. I'm wanting to put in some knockout roses, and I wonder if I could still put those in this fall or if I need to wait till next spring. You could put them in, John. Um, I think the sooner you could plant them, the better off. Uh, I'm afraid to say that we're out of them for the season perhaps at least out of them for right now um, and honestly don't know if we'll be able to get our hands on a few more or not I could we could probably tell you in about a, another five days or so whether we could provide them for you but yes you could plant them now and get them established but if I was going to do it I wouldn't wait till October or November I would probably try and get them in the ground now take good care of them get that root well, system going no I've, I've been trying to get it done all summer, but uh, the people who were supposed to take out the shrubs that are in there now didn't get to it till this week. So, oh. okay, yeah, no, okay, I'd say thank you very much. sooner than sooner than later would be great. Okay, Good. thank you. All right, thank you, John. Three five six nine three nine seven. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. My brother actually got some uh, some knockout roses, and um, he has such a shaded front yard. Do they, do they, they want sun, don't they? He's Absolutely. nodding his head yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> okay. All right. Well, he'll have to plant them in the backyard then. And, and fortunately, he has some sun in the backyard. There though. you go. That's great. Or I hope he listens to his sister. Yeah. Yeah. He will. Or, Always has, right? <laughs> oh, sure. Right. <laughs> or he can just find out the hard way, like, you know plant something and no, we don't want that no, to happen. That's, it isn't that's very not happy the way to do it. and and that's what's so great now about all the plants uh, even if if your brother had taken the time just to, to check the label out you know you'll drive around oh i love those roses well roses like sun and uh, it'll give you that information on on the plant tags so that's just you know a great thing to do is to always you know double check the labels and and it'll tell you right on there how much sun or shade and you know the perimeters of what the the potential plant will grow to yeah and that's yeah. hard to make yourself stop and do oh sure you're just seeing the you're, bloom you're caught up in the moment and then yes. all of a sudden, oh, like, i want that i want that yeah. that's right yeah or you you see it somewhere and think i want to i want that yes so yeah, yeah but then you have to stop and think uh well and you may already be thinking i want to put it here or there, but then, yeah, just, just a tiny stop bit of and read the label and, yeah. and then see really if you have the right conditions or not for it. And I'm really sorry that you can't grow very many sunny things. It's okay. In your yard. Are okay. you having fun with I'm not the sorry at all. I, I, sorry. That's okay. 
I appreciate uh, people that can, and I enjoy beautiful settings, and I can always go to everywhere that I want and check it out. Great I have attitude. great friends that invite me over to see their yards, and I'm actually taking care of one of my friend's uh, gardens right now while they're on vacation, and he has full sun. That's I'm getting my fix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you are. Yeah. I can understand that. But are you having fun working on a shade garden oh, or gardening? Absolutely. How could you not? Yeah. 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 It's, it's still doable, it, huh? Well, well, the nice part about what he has, he doesn't. He, all he, can, he all he has to do is do pockets. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and just enjoy the structure and the environment because it's just as its own. It's just drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. Because of the woods. Yeah. Just, you live near. Just the setting itself is great. Yeah. 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 I can understand that. So, so you carve out the the areas that that uh, you know, of course, obviously the the entry of your house you want to look, you know, spectacular, best foot forward, and then uh, then you concentrate on the other areas that that you know your private areas that you get to enjoy that you, you often know, look at. Yeah, absolutely, like off my screen porch and my deck, and you know that. Yeah, that's what you do. All right, three five six nine three nine seven. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. What would you say was the most asked plant question this week? Most asked, uh, probably. Um, there's still a lot of lawn questions. Yeah. You know, crabgrass. Oh, my husband's not very happy. We it's been dry, you know. Apparently, we have lawns. a lot of crabgrass. Yeah, if you're not if you're not watering, then you know the lawns kind of start to go dormant, and so just a little bit of advice about that. Okay, good to know. Okay. So, some of these uh, back to the fall containers, John. Before we go back or to the call containers, got to call. let's go to the phones real quick. Yeah, Gene and and Bement stand yeah. by. Good morning. Good morning. About two years ago, I had about uh, two dozen plants come out in my garden, and uh, i never seen them before, and uh, I did a little research, and they told me they were devil's claw. Did you ever hear of them? Mm. They, uh, I did some research, and I was told they originate in New Mexico or parts of Arizona in the southwest, uh, strictly a desert uh, environment. Um, they're they're real gummy when you pick them up, and I don't know how in the world they got there. I never seen them before, but there was about twenty four of them last year. There in one place in my garden, and they told me I did a little research. They said that's called a devil's claw. A devil's I, claw? Yeah, I just okay. wondered if you ever heard of them. Interesting. They're, they're a very sturdy plant. They're a, they're a son of a gun to, to grow, and they're kind of, oh, uh, they remind me a little of uh, when they start out like a uh, zucchini plant, but they're, they're real gummy when you pick them up sticky-like stuff. Huh. <laughs> but they told me, oh, that's a devil's claw, but I just wondered if you guys ever heard of it. I have not. Um... <laughs> And well, just it was easy to find when the uh, when you Google search the Devil's Claw name, you get a lot of stuff that comes up about it. But uh, uh, well, that's what uh, I ask uh, people out here to uh, farm service uh, supply, and they said, "Yeah, that's a Devil's Claw. It originates in 
New Mexico is very prominent there. But I don't know how in the world it got up here. Well, no kidding. To make it even seem a little bit more unusual, this says it's from South Africa. So it really traveled a long way to get in your yard. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah and my lookup says uh, Louisiana. <laughs> that, that's quite a way, though. That's quite a but way it, from New Mexico. <laughs> it's uh, interesting. Uh, they show the photo of the, the dried uh, pod on it, uh, and I see why they call it that. So, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Does it, it almost look, maybe look kind of thistle-like? Is that what it looks like? Well, not really. More no. like a more like a uh, zucchini plant, but but uh, more more aggressive. It's tougher and real gummy when you pick a, pick up part of the the plant. See, but it, it goes pretty big, and boy, it really takes off when it gets going. <laughs> no kidding. And how big would you say it gets? Pardon? All about. Uh, it spreads out about uh, two foot and maybe two foot wow. high. Wow. It's not <laughs> yeah. a small thing, is it? No, no, no. It's very aggressive. And I, uh, uh, I think did... I had about ten this year, and uh, my wife said, well, save one of them. Someone told me they was used, I uh, think, uh, remotely for some kind of medi- medicine or something of that nature. <laughs> but uh, I... I uh, I, I kept all. Uh, I just kept one this year. I I didn't have near that many. I probably had oh six or eight, maybe nine or ten uh, plants this year. But last year, boy, they were thick. But wow. I, we uh, pulled them on and burned them up, you know, because they're about to take the garden over. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. I guess that yeah, it does say uh, uh, native to Texas and Mexico, uh, uh, possibly Louisiana, but it's in. Most of the states, and uh, yeah, it's supposed to native plant. Uh, looks like okra, eaten like can be pickled and eaten like okra. So really? maybe maybe a bird brought it. And it's supposed to be good for arthritis pain. Oh, is that right? Well, yeah. Well, that's what the internet is telling me, whether you can oh, believe I, it or not. <laughs> we, so we all jump on and get excited about yeah. reading about things. Yeah. Now you yeah, have well, us all interested in Devil's Claw. But I sure don't know how it got here. I, but that's a, that's a long way to travel from New Mexico. Yeah. And so are you having a really hard time getting rid of it? Do you not want to get rid of no, it? No, no, not too bad. I just let it go pretty good and then just take a hole or a spade and cut it out. Okay. It is not hard. It's a stem, pretty, uh, you know, pretty uh, sturdy. But if you cut that stem, it's done. So uh, I, well. uh, I didn't pull it very long. It was about to get into my potatoes, so I cut it out last. I just got one growing this year. I left one. That's really interesting, Gene. I'm glad you called in about that. You you keep but, us updated on how it how uh, your patch is going. <laughs> okay. Well, it's uh, been a poor garden year. It was just so dry so early. You get yeah. rains all all around me, but I got uh, two tenths of an inch from uh, Good Friday until these last uh, pr- present rains we started getting. But I, wow. uh, yeah. that's dry. Week, it half is. the beans didn't come up. Half of my tur- uh, uh, beets didn't come up. I've got a pretty good potato crop. My uh, tomatoes, I noticed a hard core in the center this year. I, I don't know if that's from the dry weather or what. 
they're pretty good, but they got this hardcore right in the middle. Interesting. Well, I don't know. You, you keep us updated on that, Gene. We have other callers waiting, so we're going to go ahead and okay. let you go, all right? Well, all thank right. you very much. I enjoy well, your thank program. You. Thank you so much. You take care, Gene. 356-9397, Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. Back to the phones we go, where Mary in Philo is standing by. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Uh, my, my question kind of follows that gentleman. Um, I had uh, lantanas by my front of my house last year and are do they come up again not here uh they're they're not winter hardy here you'd have to have a, just a strange microclimate for them to have a chance now further south uh certainly in florida perhaps I, I was really maybe alabama and georgia they're, they're getting ready to bloom now i had all sorts of strange things come up i had uh, the spider flowers, it, it hmm. almost looks like I planted them. They're in a row, but I didn't. I didn't even have any of them. And then I got a tall plant with white flowers on that I looked up. It said it's four o'clock. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 maybe great. you just had some, some things where the plants themselves didn't overwinter, but they seeded and the seed survived yeah. the winter and as as germinated for you it's really weird i've got more plants that i didn't plant than ones that i did (laughs) (laughs) but i was happy to see the lantana because i had bought pentax in error i thought it was lantana oh and then the lantana come up by themselves so (laughs) nice so you you don't like the penta that you purchased? It, it doesn't get big like the lantana. It's not aggressive like the lantana, no. No, I love the way those grow. I usually plant plant some in the spring, and they get quite large, and I love it. But these are about not quite a foot tall, and there's probably eight of them in there. Okay. Well, maybe we can have an extended summer here in September and early October yeah. so you can Get enjoy the heck out of them here. Yeah, yeah, that'll be yeah. cool. I enjoy Thank your program every Saturday. Thank you so much, Mary. And okay. take care Thank of garden. You. Thank you. And thanks uh-huh. for calling in. Uh-huh. All right. Let's bye-bye. All right. We still have a couple of callers. Hopefully we can squeeze them both in. Let's go to Dan in Downers Grove. Good morning, Dan. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, quite a few years ago, my kids had the bright idea of planting some orange seeds. And um, we got like three trees out of them. And I, I had to be oh. different, so I planted some tangerine seeds. But why <laughs> I didn't talk them into planting like apple seeds, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I thought I ever expected them to, to bear fruit. But is there any chance that they would? Or do they need to be like in a, a warmer climate, you know, where they get sun 12 months out of the year? Because there's no bugs on the trees at all. There never have been. I mean, do they just not get enough sun or enough fertilizer or nutrients? Yeah. How tall are they now, Dan? Um, well, one orange tree is probably about, you know, four or five feet tall. My tangerine tree is probably about, you know, three or four feet tall. But we've got to bring them in every winter, you know, before the frost. So. Exactly. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And. I think that's part of the challenge, you know, having a warm enough environment um, and our day length is certainly short that time of year. Um, 
the citrus typically wants a little bit of cool weather, but just not cold, cold like we have here. So, you know, you're doing the right thing. Could you eventually get some flowers? Yeah. Could yeah. you eventually get some fruit production? Yeah. But I think you'd have to have just a super bright uh, growing environment for it inside the house during those winter months yeah, to maximize it. Maybe plant lights on it, too. That's the key is the is the light levels in winter. You have to have the sun to do it. Um, I have an orange tree that I've been messing with for about three years, and uh, I'm fortunate to have a window that has a lot of sun, actual sun that comes through it, mm -hmm. and I do get some blooms, uh, usually uh, around February, and sometimes it'll make fruit, and sometimes it won't. It just depends on the, that right. sun, and you really have to maintain them with, if you are smart, invest in some citrus fertilizer. Um, it really, be they'll benefit from that. Okay. Does that help, Dan? Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give them to my sister in Florida. That'll be so lovely. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. There'll probably be restrictions on that, okay. Dan. Oh, <laughs> Thank you very much. sister, maybe. Thank you. Three, five, six, nine, three, nine, seven. Let's try to fit in Craig and Champagne real quick. Good morning, Craig. Thank you for waiting patiently. No problem. Uh, I have a row of um, pretty established uh, forsythia that I feel like I cut back every, like, fall or early spring, and then I'm cutting it, like, five more times before the end of the year. <laughs> Is there, what's the best way to take care of forsythia or keep it, like, established? Assuming this is an old-fashioned tall variety that's going to get eight feet tall or ten feet tall yeah, if you don't prune it? That might be. Uh, it's probably four or five feet right now. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the ideal time to it. prune it would be right after it gets done flowering, because if you've pruned it at any other time of year, you're cutting off the potential flowers for the spring. So the idea would be okay. to prune it right after you're done flowering, put all your new growth on. That new growth will set flower buds to bloom that following year. Uh, look up okay. rejuvenating pruning. Uh, you'll want to prune some of the older wood all the way down to the ground. So stuff that's maybe an inch, two inches, or, or larger in diameter, probably take it all the way down to the ground. And if you keep um, uh, more of a combination of that medium wood, you'll have a more uh, aggressive, healthy plant, lots of new growth, le less predisposed to insect and disease problems because you're not going to have some of the old wood around. You'll have more flowers. And I think by taking that approach, you'll be able to dramatically keep it much smaller, more effectively versus cutting it down to, say, four or five feet and having all this old growth that's not going to be as productive on the on the plant. Gotcha. Yeah, because it's never really turned yellow either. I think I've just cut all that back to the point where it never... Yeah, it sounds to me like you're pruning it at the wrong time of year in addition to uh, maybe just cutting it back versus taking some things all the way down. But again, the best time of year okay. to do it would be right after it gets done flowering. And you can be pretty okay. aggressive uh, in the size. Right. Let great. it grow that year, and you'll have flowers the following year. That's great. Right. No, thank you. Yeah, really interesting question. Thanks for calling in, Craig. All right. Yeah. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens at 3569397. Now, real quick, let's cover some of the uh, ornamentals and ornamental peppers and whatnot that great fresh new annuals to freshen up your pots for fall we've got all types of uh, uh, perennials on sale and so lots on. of color sure mums annuals cabbage mums. kale you I'm name so it happy it's time for mums time for mums yay i love it 
Thanks, Tamara. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with plant experts John Weisgarver and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our producer is Blake Landa. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk with Steve Kelly and Lauren Tate up next here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. A podcast of the show will be made available later today at WDWS.com and you can always find information on Prairie Gardens at PrairieGardens.com Also keep in mind that if you become an Ivy Long member, you can get an extra 10% off on Tuesdays out here at Prairie Gardens. So have a great weekend and happy gardening.